What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to episode three of Not a Race. Uh, I'm joined with Sean and Rohan, regular crew, back uh, bringing you the latest and greatest F1 news. Uh, this week we're covering Miami, but before we get into that, let's quickly go over what happened last weekend in Azerbaijan. We had the Grand Prix over there, uh, also known as Baku. Um, by the way, uh, if you have been listening and paying attention. Um, you would know that I was uh, 100% accurate in my predictions of the top three. Uh, nice. I predicted correctly nice, that dude. Sergio Perez would win and Max Verstappen would not win, which is a key there, and Charles would finish third. You're going to hear a little bit more about uh, Rohan and his predictions and what the consequences of <laughs> him getting his prediction wrong was on episode 10 of Not A Game, the podcast, which will be releasing later this week. But... Uh, but yeah, I got that correct. So that be that just goes to show you're getting you know the greatest uh, F1 content around on this podcast. You're getting some stellar analysis on here. That, yeah, I mean, especially from Sean. Saying. Yeah, especially yeah. from Sean. Yeah. Hulkenberg, right, he's gonna win one of these. He's gonna win one of these, and I'm gonna look. <laughs> he's not gonna win. He's not gonna win one, but he might finish top ten at some point. That's pretty bad, dude. Can you imagine like you're doing this and like you can't even break ten? Like no one expects you to do that. I, it really I mean, there's really depends on like your car. Yeah. You have to yeah. get yeah. like, and it also like the more like the better you perform in your shit car, the higher chances you have of getting into an even better car. That's what happened yeah. with George Russell and Mercedes. George Russell, yeah. That's basically he was killing it in the Williams, um, which is the worst kind car. Of, like, yeah, capping out the Max Williams capacity and performance, then he got a Mercedes seat. Um, so you know, maybe if Hulkenberg does well in the Haas, he can get a better seat in the and future. Ferrari, perhaps. Hey, he's the guy. Yeah, to Ferrari, watch. perhaps. He's the guy to watch. Yep. Uh, speaking of George, uh, there was a little bit of a controversy with uh, George and Max Verstappen at uh, in Baku. I don't want to get to like. Basically, there was like they're both side by side going into one of the corners. Max should have, you know, Max honestly should have let George have the space, but obviously Max didn't think so. So there was a little bit of because he's a little crybaby. Yeah, he was he was a little bit of a crybaby there, but uh, and obviously uh, Rowan is not a huge Max guy, but uh, <laughs> without getting too deep into the why the beef was happening and what the beef actually kind of surmounted to, there was uh, a little bit of back and forth going on even up to this weekend going into Miami. So a little bit of a fun question I want to ask each of you: If you had to pick either Max Verstappen or George Russell to win in a boxing match, who would you pick? And I'll go with Rowan here because he probably knows both of them more. Um, I mean, I would, I would definitely say George Russell. I think Max is just a a whiner, and he like is like a big baby. He knows that like he has the best car. He's just gonna talk shit. Like he knows like no one can really compete with him in the car. But I think if someone had to actually fight him, he would be a a bitch. All right, Sean. What about you? Where's uh, George Russell from? UK. Yeah, you yeah, can kingdom. Yeah, I think for that reason I have to go with George Russell too. Just because like I know how Dutch people are, like, you know, we've we've spent some time with these Dutch Dutchies and you know in the hopes I don't insult anyone. Like these guys are bitches, dude. Like they talk to talk and like, you know, they're they're too scared to back it up. Like I remember playing soccer with these guys, like, you know, you talk shit, they're obviously like I mean I was a fat small kid, they'd run circles around me, but you know, I'd still, you know, square up and you know, use the shoulders a little. Um, so for that reason, I think I think Verstappen's a bitch. I agree with Ron. He's like in the best car, right? So if yeah. You're, if you're like in the best car, you can talk the most game, right? Like let's see what he can do. 
in a boxing match when you know it's just fisticuffs. I mean, yeah. So we already saw the first round happen, you know, earlier today in the practice one, and George Russell actually actually ended up being P one in the first practice session with Verstappen. You know, being I don't even know what he was, but he wasn't in the top two. As Mercedes starters, Russell was in the practice oh, session. Practice, they get like yeah, an yeah. hour to like just drive, and they just yeah, yeah. your fastest times are you they you get placed accordingly. So George was actually P one. Surprisingly, um, I did not expect. Uh, the Mercedes car to look pretty good so far. So, Rod, does that give you a little bit of optimism going into the rest of the weekend? Um, yes and no. Um, I think, like basically, Mercedes set the fastest time at the end of practice one, which for like the newer F1 fans, towards the end of practice one is when a lot of teams normally do like, um, like quick uh, pit stop practices. They'll do like uh, practices for qualifying and things like that. So he was like on soft tire maybe a lower fuel load a higher engine engine mode um that put out a higher performance than than the red bull um or ferrari or aston martin um and we don't really know like what the other cars were doing in terms of their setup if they were doing quality practices if they were doing something else like long run practices with the higher fuel loads which would make them slower um but it's always good to see that one too um and hopefully they can carry it on into the rest of the weekend no, I agree. Um, but it definitely, you know, goes to show that Mercedes are definitely taking that step towards improvement, which is obviously something we want to see. A team and a person that has been taking those steps, I think, is Nick DeVries. Who's, he's been consistently the worst driver. Um, today, he's four seconds uh, from from P1. Um, he to, to give a background to Sean and for maybe those who don't know who this guy is, He's a Dutch driver, also coincidentally, uh, who was the Mercedes reserve driver for many years. And he was also racing in the electric version of Formula One. It's called Formula E, and he was the champion of that. So now, uh, AlphaTauri, which is the Red Bull like junior team, they're like, all right, let's give this guy a shot. And this is his first year properly racing in Formula One. And I don't think he, he I don't think he's has he scored points yet this season? If so, like it hasn't been like a very stellar performance. He did uh, make a make a show in one race last year where he stepped in for uh, a driver who who couldn't compete in in uh, the Williams car at uh, at Italy, and he scored uh, some points there, which was uh, which is a great performance for him. But besides that, he's been pretty garbage. So, Sean. Uh, calling from your experience in different sports, maybe, you know, what do you think? Do you think that the AlphaTauri team should give him more time since, you know, this is his first proper season in Formula One? Or do you think they should just cut him off, get in someone to replace him? What do you think? Well, he's a proven winner, right? Like winning in any league, even if it's an electric car league, is still an accomplishment, right? And I, I think if you have that in your DNA, if you have shown that you can win at any level, like that can carry, right? Like, but then again, like it is another adjustment, right? Like you're not racing a Verstappen in a Red Bull. You're not you're not racing, you know, Lewis in a Mercedes in this like electric league. So it's obviously like a different ball game, right? Like it's not, and it's not like that he's like competing against these guys necessarily, but like he's still on the same track as them, right? And that adds to the pressure and all that. Um, so I think you give him more time, right? Like what's the what's the other option? You're gonna cut him and put another Lolo guy in there, like you know, you, you if you have a prospect, you gotta like 
you know, back them up. Like I think in baseball, bring up a Ali Dahil prospect. Like there's a lot of pressure around there. Like if they struggle at first, like and you bench them, that's just gonna ruin their confidence and like prevent them from like making those strides. So, you know, it is part one of the investment was bringing him in and putting him in the car. Part two, the investment is like you know putting the resources and support around him to, you know, make sure maybe yeah. he can de- can develop in a winner. I'll uh, I'll add a little bit more context because uh, um, obviously Sean is a newer fun fan, but Nick, Nick DeVries has been around around for a while. Um, he's I think like 29, 28, 29, something like that now. Um, well, that's like older than like Leclerc and Lando Norris and and a lot of these other drivers on the grid too. So he's been hopping around from like different leagues, reserve driver roles, and this is his first time getting a seat in Formula One, kind of just because there was no other like young prospects um like uh the mclaren prospect oscar piastri rohan how old is he he's like what i think he's 23 don't call me yeah so that's like that's like the age of a lot of the younger prospects um is like around that age he might even be younger than that i'm not totally sure um he's 22 actually i just looked it up he's 22 yeah um yeah so devries is older um, he might just might not have the chops for Formula One. Um, and some of the uh, older fans who've been watching for a while or have watched Drive to Survive might remember the Haas guy, Roman Grosjean, um, who was in F1 for a while and kind of like towards the bottom. Um, but he went to IndyCar now and he's just one of the best drivers in IndyCar. So like F1 is just like another ball game compared to any of these other leagues, basically. And also, just like on a side note that's unrelated, the whole story with how Rome and Grosjean like race in Formula One and how he ended up leaving because of his accident, everyone should kind of look into that because that, that story is like pretty, especially like pretty wild crash. Like if you honestly, I wouldn't recommend watching Rider Survive, but if you want to watch that episode of the crash that was the most well documented thing i think drive to survive did out of every like episode it's ever done yeah i would definitely recommend i don't know what season but it's definitely like what like one of the best like episodes there is definitely go watch that and and that's like a big recommendation so um but i mean with that uh let's move on to the race this weekend in in the 305 uh the miami grand prix is this weekend it's the second year they've been doing it um, I'm kind of jealous. One of my friends, Vinay, who uh, was on uh, an episode previously, is going to the race actually on Sunday. So he'll be repping Ferrari uh, and his uh, and his Charles uh, Charles driver. He's going to be supporting. So uh, let's see how they do. But uh, just to give a quick recap, last year um, Charles Leclerc actually ended up getting pole, but he didn't end up winning. He got uh, second place. Max finished uh, first, and uh, Carlos Sainz rounded out the podium with a uh, Chaco Perez finishing in fourth place so with that kind of context about you know the track and maybe you know what cars are well suited for the track let's give our top three predictions um our pole prediction or maybe crazy moment if it's going to happen prediction and who's going to be the biggest flop of the weekend so Roland let's start with you um okay I'm going to go a little out of order but I think uh biggest surprise of the weekend is I actually think McLaren is going to perform very well this week. I agree. Um, I know they've been bringing, bringing upgrades slowly, slowly to the car. Um, I think this track suits their car um, from what I've read. Um, it's a lot of high speed corners, which should, should suit the setup of the McLaren car. And so far this season, they've performed well, particularly in the high speed corners more than any other part of the track. Um, in terms of uh, predictions for 
um, the race. I think we might see another Leclerc pull with Verstappen win. Um, I think that's what we'll end up seeing again um, in practice one. Particularly, Leclerc was was looking good. Good grip on the car. Good uh, good tire grip. Good high speed. All of those things that you need. Um, but I think just over the length of the race, um, the Red Bull's quicker. Um, and I do think also uh, Mercedes uh, will have at least one car in the top five as well. Um, and then in terms of biggest flop, um, I think uh, Sean's boy Hulkenberg will have another disappointing race this week. You know Hulkenberg is in 10th right now on the, in the season leaderboard? You also know what happened in, in in practice one. He crashed and brought out the red flag. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so wait, so uh, Ron, what is your top three prediction? Um, I think it'll be Verstappen, Leclerc, and George Russell. Okay, and you said Charles will get pulled, right? Yeah. Okay, so those are Ron's predictions locked in. All right, Sean, let's go to you now. I kind of like Rohan's a lot. I think we're going to see Sergio Perez win this one. He's from Mexico. Miami is close to Mexico. I think he's going to like the Latin flair a little bit. Uh, uh, it is hot. And I think that impacts the tires, right? The, I think if I remember last year, the asphalt was like super, super hot. And um, frankly, I'm not sure what impact that has on any of these cars. But I just figured that, you know, he's used to the heat given he's close to the equator. Um, my prediction is that Verstappen will not do well because I don't think Dutch people do well in the heat. Um, and that goes for the rest of the whites on this um, board right now. So I'm looking for Sergio Perez. I think Fernando Alonso, he's Spanish. So, you know, there's a connection there. Signs, Spanish. So I'm going to go with my top three of Perez, Alonso, and Signs. Nice. All right. Very diverse. Yeah. Top three. Um, in terms of my predictions, I, I honestly really just think of these on the spot. I don't give much thought to them, uh, like Sean. Uh, but uh, let's see. I, I think I think um, for pole position, I think Max Verstappen will get pole. I just think that no one has been able to catch up with him. And Miami's a circuit that he likes. Uh, so I think Max will, will get pole. In terms of the top three, I think Max will win. Sergio second. And I agree with Rowan, maybe... George will get third. Um, in terms of like my crazy prediction, I think Ferrari will have like a disaster class. I think either like they're gonna have a, a component malfunction, uh, a strategy mishap, some sort of things going wrong. I think Ferrari have had uh, too many series of good races uh, in a row, and I think something is bound to happen that they just mess up. So my prediction is that Ferrari is not gonna do good this weekend. Um, and in terms of my biggest flop uh, of a driver, I think Esteban Ocon is not going to do good because I just don't like him very much. <laughs> so those Did they change the circuit up like year over year or is this circuit like the exact same as it was last year? So it, the circuit is the exact same, but this year they uh, redid like the surface of the asphalt so it's smoother. So I think that would uh, make the tires last longer. So the strategy will be a little bit different, I think. Um, so let's see what happens. Uh, I think last year the strategy was a one. I Ron, the strategy was a one stop last year, right? Medium hard. I think there was. I think there was like a red flag or safety car or something that ended up making some people two stop. But I think the strategy going in was a one stop. Yeah. So probably the same thing. Maybe 
I don't know, maybe drivers will stretch out the mediums and go to the softs, but I don't know. Like, it, I think it's just too hot in Miami for, for that to happen. But also, I do think that there's rain forecasted for Saturday during qualifying. So that might shape up the grid. You never know what's going to happen, which is the beauty of Formula One. They also um, uh, shortened two of the the DRS zones for this oh, year. That, oh, well. yeah, I forgot to mention uh, that. Yeah. Um, so that will also be interesting to see how overtaking and everything works and how much pressure drivers are putting on their cars uh, this week. Yeah, also, like, on, on the start-finish rate, the start-finish rate is so short, but they still have a DRS activation zone there. Like, I just don't think it should be yeah. there. Like, I don't think that's, that trait is long enough to be an overtaking zone, and they just have it there for bands, I guess, for I guess for the fans. <laughs> like, I don't know. But, uh, yeah. I mean, even in Baku, the second DRS zone, you can't really overtake on. It's kind of just there. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't really understand. Just because I guess you can't have another one in, on that circuit. Yeah. Well, I mean, does anyone have any closing thoughts? Sean, anything to say? No, I'm pretty excited for the Miami race. I'm sure there'll be like, you know, a lot of celebrities out there. So it's probably going to juice up some of these drivers. Um, so, you know, let's see. Let's hope they, you know, stay within themselves and don't do anything crazy. You know, don't try to impress Dua Lipa or anything like that. Um, keep it clean, keep it PG. And, um, you know, I look for my Spanish boys to um, come through with some points this week. Oh, also, I forgot to put this on the agenda. But for next week, a little preview. I want to talk about uh, a little bit about the F1 movie that's coming out with Brad Pitt and uh, Lewis Hamilton writing the script. So look forward to that conversation uh, for the next episode of Not A Race. And with that, we'll see you next week or next time for episode four. Tune in next time.